Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circus Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Yeah. You know what I am? I'm just feeling the spirit. Oh, are you? Yeah. Is that all it takes? That's all it takes is just feeling the spirit. Yeah. And so, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you want. But. That and I have a drink at my table. You can't go to church though. Well, but I mean, how would you feel the spirit in church? Yeah. Who feels the spirit in church? There's no spirit in church, is there? Yeah. You only feel the spirit when uh, when San Diego royalty is playing. San Francisco royalty. Oh, did I say San Diego? Yeah. Uh, and De La Soul. Tony, Tony, Tony. Okay. How dare I? Spelled three different ways. How dare I? I know. Gutfeld had a great line the other day. He screwed it up, though. He goes, because one of the guys, it's like Tony, T-O-N-Y, T-O-N-I, and T-O-N-E with an accent on it. That's Tony, Tony, Tony. He thought it was Tony, Tony, Tone. And so his writer goes, Tony, Tony, Tony is phony, phony, phony. <laughs> and he goes, Tony, Tony, Tone is phony, phony, phone. Oh, no. And you're just like, oh, it was good. And you messed it up. So. Uh, so uh, you want to. Okay. So the San Francisco mayor, London, London Breed. Breed. There's a video of her at a club with uh, San Francisco royalty. The one-hit wonder Tony, Tony, Tony from the 90s was playing their first live gig in 20 years, and she had to be there. Yeah, so, yeah, she was feeling the spirit. So her, uh, she was caught in video dancing maskless during a live performance last week. Uh, she exalted the performance by the R&B group Tony, 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 and uh, she brushed off, brushed off criticism that she was violating the city's indoor mask mandate because, like you said, she was feeling the spirit. Um, here's a quote. The fact is there is something really monumental that occurred, and that is the original members, who have not performed in public for, I believe, over 20 years, they are some of the most incredible artists of the history of this country and the Bay Area in particular. And the fact that it is getting lost here is very unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the fucking, the, the balls on this bitch. I mean, unrelated to this, I, I keep forgetting to tell you that uh, I have tickets to the Men Without Hats reunion, mm. you know? So, uh, do you want to go do some safety dancing? Mm-hmm. My God. I mean, so she goes, uh, we don't have to wear masks. So, the, their mask order says people are urged to be seated at a table or positioned in a stationary counter or place while eating or drinking. Uh, but it should, the video just shows her standing and dancing in the club. Uh, so she goes, um, this is when she was speaking to reporters afterwards. She goes, uh, when you enter these venues, people are going to drink. People have to be vaccinated, like sip and drink. That's just not realistic. She said, when you go to restaurants, I was at a restaurant, same thing. I'm leaving my mask down while I'm enjoying my food. People are not doing that. So that's just not realistic. Y'all know it's not realistic. She added, we don't need to the fun police to come in and try to micromanage and tell us what we should or shouldn't be doing. We know what we need to do to protect ourselves. When she says we, it's the royal we, though. Like, she doesn't believe that you or I know what we need to do to protect ourselves. She just believes her and her elite buddies. Isn't the royal we everybody? It's the ro- I thought the royal we meant the crown, meant everybody, everybody. I could be wrong. I when, think when on this, the, you're when, usually right on this stuff. The royal, I think you're wrong on this I stuff. could be, but the royal we, I thought, is when they say royal we is like talking about everybody associated with the crown, but I could be wrong. Hmm. So, in fact, check me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any bets on that one. Um, so she goes, I'm being careful to not only protect myself and other people, but this is nitpicking. This is really unfortunate. And let me tell you, when the spirit moves you because you're watching history in the making, Bay Area royalty perform. I don't know about you, but I'm not going to turn around and look for my where my mask is or look to see if I'm picking up a drink. I'm just going to let the spirit move me. 
The message I want to get out is this. Support our nightlife venues. Support our restaurants. Go out and enjoy yourself, she said. So here's the thing. When the police, you know, give out tickets or fines or, or you know, you get in, in trouble for not having your vaccination IDs or your mask, um, is she going to say, is she going to step in and say, no, 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 don't charge these people? Is she going to do that now? You know the answer to that question. Yeah. I hate these people. I hate them with a vengeance. The, all these fucking people like, um, uh, what, um, Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi. And even, I mean, the, uh, Gavin Newsom has, has done this, uh, um, At the French Cuomo's laundry. done this. Yep. Um, well, uh, uh, I Justin Trudeau in Canada has done it multiple times. Uh, in blackface, also, mm-hmm. uh, I I posted a picture on the uh, Facebook page a few days ago of um, all of the congressional leaders meeting on the Democratic side, and they're talking. And there might have been Republicans in there too, but I didn't see any in the picture uh, talking. Their masks are off. As soon as they know the cameras are there, everybody puts a mask on. Yeah. It's like, stop pretending. It's kabuki theater. You know? It really is. You, you're you just... It, it is... It is no longer uh, a health thing because there have been hundreds of studies done. Maybe not hundreds, but possibly dozens at least stu- of studies done on the effectiveness of masks, and every one of them shows they don't change anything. Right. Especially the forms of masks people are using. Now, th- some of them will say, look, if you have a, a custom-fitted N95 mask, yeah. yeah, that'll make a difference. And guess what? Have you ever tried wearing one of those? No. If you do anything at all strenuous, you're going to be fucking, it, you're going to be huffing, you're, you're going to have trouble because they're not made for strenuous activity. It's like uh, painters. When you wear a painter's mask, if, you, if you're doing anything other than just you know rolling a wall with a paintbrush or whatever, if you do anything like strenuous you're going to take that mask off because you're going to be f- f- sucking wind and not getting enough enough oxygen but the worst part is you don't have enough oxygen then you inhale the paint fumes right then you die yeah there you go <laughs> but so it's painting the, is dangerous business people the mask don't the paint. thing the the uh the 14 days to to slow the spread the um flatten the curve the 10 feet distant or the six foot um separation all that's been bullshit all, all that's just been... How just, about uh, hydroxychloroquine doesn't help? How about ivermectin doesn't help? Those things yeah, are bullshit, so, too. No, on those last two, they don't, they're don't. they not cure-alls. But nobody's when it, ever said... Well, unless maybe somebody has, but nobody... When administered at the right time. Yeah, and, and nobody's... Monoclonal cl- antibodies. I mean, some people have... I've, I've heard people claim it's like the magic bullet, but that's nobody really believes that. N- nobody on the right that I know that... Um, follows this stuff the conspiracy minded people um, take everything they hear from every nut as face value they research they don't think the first thing they hear is like well that's a magic bullet they go well let me look into this I know a few people on the right are like that could be but there's not there but there's more more often than not in every crowd but more often than that the people that the left um, you know think is is the majority of of people on the right the majority is not that small percent that are wackos. The majority of us are, are just regular people that do our research. So Yeah. Damn it. But. Preach, Crow. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. preach. But I I I'm so aggravated by I don't know uh by what more. Just a blatant hypocrisy. The idea that uh this the rules don't apply to them. Uh or thirdly just this sort of condescending uh, explanation they give. You know, Joe Biden has come out about three times now and given these scolding speeches to people. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, it's the same with her. She's just like, we don't need the fun police here. Really, you think that's what this is? You think this is just the fun police? This is you telling people they can't go to school? Uh and if they are in school, they have to wear a mask. I mean, you're you are doing so much damage to these kids, and you probably don't know it because you don't read the studies. And to be honest, London Breed, you're probably not smart enough. She just probably isn't. She's an activist who got elected in an activist city. Good for her. You know, that's about as hard to do as tripping while drunk. And uh, so. She goes out there and gives a speech about, you know, come on, this 
this is the fun police getting in the way. No, this is not the fun police. This is you uh, breaking the rules that you have forced upon everybody else. You've ruined businesses. You've uh, damaged kids irreparably. You know, you've you've uh, screwed up education even more than it was, which is hard to believe. But, you know, Tony, Tony, Tony is out playing in the club, so you don't have to wear a mask. Fuck yep. you. Yeah, and they're, they're um, harming our kids in multiple fronts. Not only is this kind of this kind of fear porn and just you know antisocial the mask just the mask everything about the mask mandate is shitty for kids and it and it's it's stunting for their development and but then on top of that you've got the schools going full court press on the uh weird sexualized uh teaching too with um not only critical race theory but they're teaching uh critical gender theory stuff and the, um there's our articles here where um uh rebecca friedrichs um, said uh, unions are actually using our schools to sexualize our children and train them in anti-American ideology. They're grooming our children for sex for sexual predators to use them, and then that's kind of the consensus now. It's not, uh, you know, it's just a not. It's like an open-minded kind of hippy dippy way of teaching kids about uh, about the birds and the bees. No, it's it's it seems to be like a, a targeted way to make kids respond to sexual overtures from adults without freaking out that that's the type of fucking shit they're teaching these kids really yeah it's getting to that point if you i've i've seen so much of it. it's so creepy you don't want to watch you know like what they're doing but they're they're just normalizing these weird sexual um deviants and um talking about um here um well i mean uh we've harped on this a couple times but the they're viewing pornography. Drag, queen, drag queen story hour stuff is is one of those there's a uh, California sex ed guidelines are shocking and medically risky for kids. A teacher says California's controversial new sex ed guidance contains medically risky advice that reads like it was written by a college fraternity, says a former public school teacher who's been helping parents mobilize against the curriculum. It's shocking. That's Rebecca Friedrichs, the founder for Kids and Country, said in an interview with the Christian Post when describing the condom re relay races, 10 and 11-year-old girls have been participating in at schools where in front of boys they're taught how to put a condom on a model of an erect adult male penis. Students as young as 11, she warns, are being taught to engage in risky sexual acts, such as experimenting with oral and anal sex with their partner. It is medically risky on multiple levels. If you read the curriculum, it's written almost like a college fraternity wrote this curriculum in a very crass and juvenile way. Um, I always tell people that the scariest thing is, you know, she'll give her an interview, can't even say the radio, on the radio what the things are being taught in the elementary and middle school classrooms in mixed company. And no one believes it until they see it. And, and I've been seeing... Um, and I can't find it right now, but there was a woman who stood in front of the school board and she said, my, my son went to the library this and got a book and it seemed like oh, an innocuous yeah, yeah. title. Yeah. And she goes, this is chap, this is page 16. This is page 18. This is page. And it was basically, um, about little kids, like prepubescent boys trying anal about sex. And, um, sucking each other's dicks, you know? And it's so this is the kind of stuff they're they're doing and this is grooming behavior any other uh, adult doing this if it wasn't the teacher teachers or schools you'd be considered a, sex a sexual offender. sexual predator sex offender and uh -huh. that's what they're doing um but so. hey we can't judge anymore and the sex ed is not something that should be taught in schools to uh, prepubescent kids but I, you know what they you know what they slip it under they slip it under this gender bullshit now but I remember being having sex ed in like third grade, but it was really, it was really basic stuff. It was like, it seriously, it's like like showing the the pictures of reproduction. Kindergarten cop stuff. Boys have a penis and girls have vagina. I remember the 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 what do you call it the the picture the slice picture where they show like a what's that called where you take slices of things and you cross section cross section cross section picture of the urethra cross-section picture of the fallopian tubes for a second there i thought you're getting into some like ed gein territory yeah. but it's like it's like nothing sexual about the yeah, pictures exactly. it wasn't Very showing clinical. the body yet it was like a vague outline body and then showing the the cross-section of the of the organs but it wasn't anything sexual and, and you're looking and the kids are like ah, whatever it wasn't anything that titillated anybody yeah um so yeah it, i mean it was literally like saying well the 
the man gets a, an erection and he puts it in the woman's vagina and the, all these fifth grade kids are like going, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> you know, and now people say, well, you were teaching kids revulsion. It's like, no, you're teaching them how reproduction works. That's what sex ed should be. You know, the part that they're trying to teach is the part you figure out in the backseat of your car. And, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I, I've said many times, I think it would be, I mean, having been a, a prepubescent kid at one point where you're in that stage where you think you like girls, but they're still kind of icky and you much rather hang out with guys, you know, because you have so much stuff to tell and you feel more comfortable like that. I think it's very easy to get kids at that age, boys, and start convincing them they're gay. Yeah. Well, I, I, from what I understand, it's easier to, to socially manipulate girls into into this gender nonconformity bullshit. Um, there's more girls that are coming out um, than boys are coming out as other than, you know, um, cisgender or whatever the fuck they want to call it now. Just a normal sexuality. Mm-hmm. More girls um, are, are coming out as, you know, trans trans or bi or, or, or whatever the fuck, you know, multiple genders that's supposed to be because of the social pressure. It works more on them than it does on boys. Uh, I I would agree with that. I mean, Jonathan Haidt talks about, I can't remember if it's Haidt or Haidt, um, psychologist for, at NYU talks about that stuff in his books. Um, just what access to the internet and social media has done to girls. I mean, it's like tripled their suicide rates and because yeah. he's like, boys use the iPhone and they play games and watch porn. And girls assassinate each other's character anonymously. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it, thank God I don't have girls. Well, here's more to this. The new guidance for public and charter schools statewide is the first in the nation to require that students be taught lessons on transgender topics starting in pre-K and kindergarten. While parents can opt their children out of sex ed lessons, sex ed lessons on sexual health, they cannot take their children out of class when lessons are being taught about gender fluidity and same-sex marriage. See, that's what I think is fucked up. Like, I know right now, because, you know, I've had kids recently of the sex ed age and all that, you can just say, look, my kid's not going to be in that class. And they go, okay, fair enough. You just, like, we're going to teach that at home. But when there's parts of it, they say you can't opt out of well and and then this is just a and one of them's fucking gender fluidity yeah, this is one of this is the foot in the door thing this they don't need the other stuff this gender right. fluidity and same-sex marriage and all that kind of stuff is going to cover what they would anyway in the stuff that you don't want your kids in because it'll 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 transition into that no pun intended it'll transition into that kind of talk anyway in those classes Here's a quote. The reason why people cannot opt out of the gender identity lessons is because the unions and their allies have labeled that anti-bullying, Friedrichs added. It's this anti-bullying campaign so that the LGBT children don't get bullied because they claim there's this big problem with bullying of these children. There's a big problem of bullying everyone. Everyone gets bullied. That's a problem. We teach kindness um, to combat bullying and and Judeo-Christian values. She goes, what the unions do is they push their agenda by saying, we have to stop all this bullying. So every single child in America seems to be or needs to be exposed to this anti-bullying in the form of gender spectrum and gender identity. It's caused a lot of confusion for parents here because parents will say, oh, I don't need to worry. I can opt out. Well, you can't opt out of all of it. In March, hundreds of parents concerned uh, and concerned California residents attended a public hearing held by Instructional Quality Commission, an advisory body, body to the state board to voice their opposition to the revision of the health education framework. And then protests have continued outside the Capitol and, and school boards across the state. So, okay, this is what the framework is. The F- Washington Post reported this. It covers six subject areas, nutrition and physical activity, growth, development, and sexual health, injury prevention and safety, alcohol, tobacco, and other drugs, mental, emotional, and social health, and personal community health. In kindergarten through third grade, children will learn about gender identity. They'll be taught about masturbation in fourth through sixth grades. In seventh and eighth grade, they'll learn about consent and sexual abuse. In ninth through twelfth grade, they'll learn uh, more about contraception and healthy sexual relationships, including advice for LGBTQ students, the Washington Post added. Draft of the framework says that, in part, that kindergarten 
through third grade students can begin to challenge gender stereotypes and that some children in kindergarten and even younger have identified as transgender or understand they have gender identity that is different from their sex assigned at birth. It also advises teachers to discuss gender with kindergartners by exploring gender stereotypes and asking open-ended questions such as, what are preferred colors, toys, and activities for boys and girls, and then challenging those stereotypes. You know, I've got a new I've got a new uh, strategy for combating this. I'd like to hear it. And I, so, what I think you do is you get a kid who's uh, it, it, it's it's too much at this age. I think you get kids should be taught this stuff at like 12, 13 kind of thing. And I understand they say, well, lots of kids are starting to have sex then. All right. Well, mom and dad pay attention. Okay. Watch what your kids are doing. But, uh, cause where the fuck is your 12 year old having sex? If you're, if you're a parent that is paying attention, honestly, cause if, if my, he's not 12, but if my 12 year old son came to me and said, I'm going to have a sleepover at such and so girl's house. I'd be like, no, you're not. Yeah. She's not sleeping over here either. You guys can play together. You can do whatever, but, but before that, the, your children, and that's the thing about having a, 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 a stable home for kids with a, with a male and female role models, mother and father is they have, the kids are seeing how you treat each other. And it's not just, it's like if you get these kids that just have like single family or single parent homes and they go and they're getting the sex education, they're only getting the sex part of it. Right. They're not getting the, you know, how do you treat a woman? How, how do you expect to be treated as a girl by a man? Um, you're not getting that. You're going, this is, this is the, this is the nuts and bolts of how you do all this. And this is how you touch things. And this is how you do that. And this is how you put stuff up your ass without, uh, you know, without causing tears, all that kind of stuff. That That's the kind of shit they're. And so they're like, Oh, okay, well then this is normal. This is what I do. It well, doesn't matter the context. So here's my method that fight to get this stuff taught at like 12 years old and then find yourself a good group of like confident 12 year olds. And I know it's hard to do, but then you just start having those kids double down, tripling down, asking the teacher, um, sort of interrupting uncomfortable questions through all of this. So when they say, well, you know, you could be gay and be like, well, how do what I know? And if they say, well, it depends on what you're attracted to and say, well, technically, isn't it who I fornicate with? Like if I have and I'm just saying this is half of this is comical. You know, but just getting a kid to make the teacher uncomfortable. Well, go, man, I know what you can do. What? You just give him a list of, of uh, terms like Cleveland steamer, rusty trombone. <laughs> you could do that too. But I mean, you could say stuff like have the kid go, okay, so am I technically gay until I have butt sex with another man? And what if I have butt sex with a man who identifies as a woman? Does that make me? And does where that does make, the hot Carl land yeah, in the spectrum? Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> What's, have you, um, What's the best way to administer a Cincinnati bow tie? <laughs> just, just do stuff like that to the teacher to just be like, now you're just trying to make this a joke. No, no, no. These are serious questions. Don't dismiss them. That's bullying. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> just get the kid to, to go after him. Yeah. At, at that age, it would be funny when they're pubescent or post-pubescent. Have them be like, if I'm attracted to the drag queens at story hour, how would I identify? Can you help me with that? Yeah. Like, what would that be? Yeah. You know? And what if, and if they say, well, you know, well, what if I knew the drag queen was man, but I pretended he was a woman? What would that make me then? Just keep. Just prison gay. I just keep, and, and say stuff like that. Go, yeah. does that make me gay or prison gay? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and if they say, um, well, that's that's a silly question. Just go. Well, that's that's eighties gay. That's yeah. an eighties gay response. Gay. <laughs> the only problem is, I think there's enough of these weirdo teachers out there that would take that and run with it, and just there'd be no, there'd be no nothing that would shame them. No, I think there would. If yeah. you've got three kids in that class who were just like, I got a list of questions I'm going to ask. So. Because if nothing else, it would make the rest of the kids in the class so uncomfortable that they would just start laughing. It would ruin the entire thing. Yeah. It would be like having three class clowns going, we're taking this bitch down. Yeah, would be great. But before that point, they're talking about the kindergarten and well, wait, that, that kind maybe, of stuff. They'd... Maybe maybe the teacher only self-identifies as a bitch. Yeah. So. But if you find out you're, you're you know, prepubescent kids are being told any taught any of this shit you need to shut it down because it's it's gonna screw them up see i honestly think if i gave my oldest kid the list of questions he'd do it 
Yeah. <laughs> he would. I, I would love that. I don't know You'd if he could do it with it. a straight face, but God, yeah, he'd I, do it. I'd hope he'd record it. So. All right. Well, enough railing about uh, these fuckers and their agenda against kids. Can we rail against their agenda uh, against white people? Sure. So um, everybody's seen the uh, the pictures of these Haitians just streaming across the border. And these aren't Haitians who are, you know, refugees from somewhere. They've been living in Colombia and Argentina and places in South America um, because they got out of Haiti. Um, who yeah, you have it? to take a boat to get wherever you're going because Haiti's an it, island. I think it was Justice and Drew who were saying, uh, the local radio show we listened to, saying these people aren't refugees. They're people in Haiti who are, who had enough money to buy a plane ticket to get out of Haiti a long time ago. Or a, or they got on a boat. Whatever. So they were... Um, they left Haiti years ago and were living in other countries. And they got the opportunity to leave and head to the U.S. now. So they're just streaming across the border. There's something like, it was like 6,000 of them under a bridge in, um, is it Del Rio, Texas? Yeah, it's more than 6,000 too. But but it's growing all the yeah. time. And it shows them just walking across. Oh, they're they're building like shanty huts under, under yeah, there. Do you see absolutely. that? They're like, they're like taking reeds and stuff and like building shacks. Yeah. So, so there's tents and then there's like, you know, these uh, these uh, structures they're building. And there's like 330 pregnant women there. Mm-hmm. What do you think they're coming here for? And where are they getting food? Right. Where? How is this all organized? So apparently, uh, I think these numbers come the state or from the State Department. There's somewhere between 20 and 30,000 more of them living in South American countries that are planning to come. So the Texas governor is like saying, hey, look, if you're not going to stop them, we're going to stop them. So he started organizing some Border Patrol people and the uh, Texas Highway Department or whatever, um, or State Patrol or whatever, and they're starting to blockade coming to Texas. And some of these guys are on horseback, you know? The Border Patrol. Yeah, Border Patrol. So they come out, and they're riding around, and they have reins on the horses, which is what you control the horse with. And some of these pictures show the reins flying, not them holding them and hitting people with them. There's videos that don't show them hitting anybody with them. Um, you can go and try and find pictures of them hitting people with them. No, all you see is a Haitian, a guy kind of near him with the horse, and reins in between. And so suddenly the narrative is now is these white Border Patrol guys. By the way, many of them are Hispanic. In fact, a lot of the leadership of the Border yeah, but Patrol they're white is Hispanic. Adjacent. Yeah, exactly. Are whipping these people. It's slavery all over again. Yeah, you've got Ilan Omar, you've got uh, Kamala Harris, you've got um, who else? Just uh, Nancy Pelosi, even. Got anybody. Just uh, anybody. Yeah, they're, they're basically just, oh, Jen Psaki. Yeah. Very troubling, very troubling. This, this, you know, this, the, well, it's not troubling because it's not happening. So, Peter Ducey, who's turned into a beast, really. And I'll give Jen Psaki credit. She can just not call on him. But, uh, he says, uh, yeah, so when these Haitians walk across the border, they have to show vaccination cards, proof of vaccination. And she does that fucking smug, condescending tone to him and goes, uh, Peter, 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 <laughs> Peter. As I've said before. As I've said many times. And you before, haven't obviously listened. How about I... Walk you through our process again, you know, and which, which is not answering the question. Yeah, they're not planning to stay here. <laughs> Isn't that amazing that she Fuck said that? You. She actually said that. And I think there are people. It's only temporary. I know you're seeing people on the left like go. Did she? Did she really say that? I mean, yeah. when I get on an airplane, it's only temporary. I'm not going to stay on that airplane. I know it says Detroit. I'm not going all the way there. Well, I mean, I can go all the way there. I just when I'll I'll disembark when I get there. Yeah. So I won't stay on the plane. Yeah. I'll leave. <laughs> it's a temporary situation, yeah. so I don't have to wear a mask or vaccinate because it's temporary. Yeah. So and then he he went after her about Joe Biden, and goes, uh, and, "Man, this is where he really sort of brought it to." Uh, did you hear this today when he asked her? 
has Biden been to the border? No, I didn't hear this. He goes, uh, yeah, has Joe Biden been to the She's, Peter. <laughs> Peter. <laughs> Peter. Peter, 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 Peter. Peter. <laughs> Uh, I don't have his schedule in front of me. Okay, and I don't. I can find that information for you and give. And he goes, "Well, we went back and looked." He goes, "We checked through all his schedules and all his briefings and everything." Basically, he goes, uh, "We did your job for you, and uh, we're doing your reporting job that a lot of reporters don't want to do." And he goes, "We can't find any time while he was president, uh, or when he was vice president, uh, or when he was a senator." Or even at some point in his life when he was a concerned citizen, that he went to the border. And you could just hear it in her voice, like, going, fuck. <laughs> and so she goes, she goes, well, like I said, I can, I can try and find that uh, information for you. But let me ask you, why are you asking the question? You know, what's, what's, what's behind your question? What are you getting at? White supremacy. <laughs> and he just goes, well... Uh, you know, there's a fire in California, and he shows up and tells everybody about climate change. There's a, a hurricane in Louisiana. He shows up and talks about climate change. There's, you know, a statue getting torn down, and he shows up and talks about racism. And he says, the border is a crisis. He used that word himself, and he doesn't go there. In fact, it doesn't appear he's ever been there. And she goes, well, he... Uh, he doesn't have to go to the border to understand the root causes. And it's just like, you can't throw out enough bullshit to cover this up. Yeah. And I mean, I, I'll give her credit in the sense that trying to clean up after Joe's shit show circus has got to be hard. This but is the kind of shit Joe has been spouting off about, though. Like, he wants this to happen. This is the kind of stuff he, a few years ago, I, don't, I can't remember what the setting was, but he... There's audio. I've heard it multiple times, so I won't quote it directly. But he says the um, the immigration is going to be an unrelenting uh, stream, unrelenting horde. There's going to be um, less white people in America, and that's a good thing. Unrelenting is what he said. That was his term, and it's a good thing. And that's what he wants. He thinks that's great. He thinks that we've had our turn, white America. It's time. It's time to uh, diversify. Look, I don't care if white people are a minority as long as it's an agenda, though. That's as the long problem. as we don't make race the fucking uh, the main uh, virtue. If you're social engineering in order to lessen the founding stock of America um, and, and you're doing it as a social engineering. Oh, that, you hateful bastard. Yeah, that's what I have an issue with. If it naturally occurs, which it wouldn't it probably, you know. That fluctuate naturally. That's not the problem. The problem is the agenda that's happening. And you're getting these people from from uh, Haiti. Do you do you know what they? A lot of shit that goes down in Haiti. You, when you hear about crazy shit happening, Haiti is one of those places. Like where AIDS started. Uh, where they thought they they think they can cure AIDS by fucking babies. They think they can cure AIDS by uh, chopping up albinos and and snorting the bone powder or whatever i didn't hear that one yeah although i thought i think the baby thing was an african thing no haiti's the same haiti haiti has the albino thing and the chill they're they do all of it they're fucking crazy it's like uh it's like what you think uh when you think of like the appalachian <laughs> you think of the the weirdest hillbillies you ever thought of the they, the haitians got that beat are you saying hey uh haiti's appalachia for white for black people yes and so that's 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 what you we're gonna get over here, it. and I'm not saying every one of them, but that's the kind of stuff you're gonna get slipping through, you know, with the rest of them. You, Did you, you know, notice voodoo and all kinds of shit? That when you said founding stock, mm -hmm. you know, that I can prove that that was a dog whistle. Oh, because your dog got up and walked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good boy. Yeah, see, watch this. Heil. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Are you seeking Kyle? I'm seeking Kyle. My dog's going to seek Kyle. He's going to point to him. See, he just did. He just pointed to Kyle over there. I, again, why do we have to make everything about race? Because look, I'll be honest, there's a whole bunch of white people I wouldn't mind getting rid of. And, but the problem is they, they do this, this agenda stuff. And then if you bring it up, then you're considered racist because why do you even care? It's like, I, I wouldn't if it wasn't a fucking agenda. Well, what's funny is you, they'll say, you know, white people are going to be the minority in the next 20 years. And you go, uh, you know, what's wrong with white people? And they go, why are you making everything about race? Yeah. 
Exactly. It's like that guy who keeps poking you in the chest going, am I bothering you? Am I bothering? Don't get me wrong. There's and a lot of him. shitty white people. I don't think whites as a, as a whole are great people. There's good whites and there's bad whites. You I'm know talking what, about culturally, though. You know what? To be honest, I think white white liberals, highly educated, like, you know, college educated liberals are white liberals are the problem right now. There's oh, yeah. A, there's a George Carlin uh, clip from 1992. Not exactly a hardcore righty. I mean, Carlin was, he was damn near a, just anarchist almost. Well, anarchist would make him far right. That's true. But, but he was very anti-government. Yeah, he's very anti-government, but he was anti-everything, you know? I mean, he was, he was a hippie and, uh, he gets out there and says, it's these white liberals that are causing all the problems They make everything about race. Oh, Malcolm X did the same thing. Mm hmm. I mean, it's 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 a ongoing issue, and I just don't see, I don't understand why people still fall for this white liberal bullshit. Well, it, Malcolm X gave this speech about uh, foxes and wolves, mm-hmm. and he said, you know, a wolf is a wolf. You can see a wolf coming. He says, but a fox, a fox like pretends he's on your side. Yeah, and he had a real problem with white people who did things to help black people and wanted recognition for it. You know. He's like, you're not there to help them. You're there to exploit them to make yourself look better. Then you get people that follow that to a, a ridiculous conclusion where you've got black people that think whiteness is the problem, right? And so you got these white, these do-gooder whites that aren't like agenda-driven. They're just like, how can I help? And they go, oh, don't make me use my um, uh, my intellectual and emotional labor to tell you what you need to do. You need to inform yourself. It's like how fucking how fucking lazy are you that well, you, or how stupid are you that you can't even explain what you want and you go well don't make me don't make me educate you educate yourself it's like isn't that person trying to get educated well it's like I did it I did educate myself and I found you were full of shit yeah okay if you want me to educate I guess I will look at uh, Richard Spencer see what he has to say about all this except that guy's a liberal I know he's a piece of shit yeah he is um. Well, so they, they're making this whole narrative about, you know, the Border Patrol is out whipping black people. And they're saying, you know, well, they wouldn't do that to brown people. Why do Mexicans get treated better? And like, everything has got to be some sort of identifier based on why I am different than you. And I think that's stuff that social media is blended in. It's this idea that, you know, when we talked about the sexuality stuff earlier, everybody's like, well, I'm, uh, well, I'm gender fluid. Well, I'm pansexual. I'm, they keep coming up with more shit all the time. Yeah. They're trying to out special everybody else. But so getting back to this thing about whipping Haitians, it's not happening. It's not even a thing. You know, you can't, you can't find it. It, they took one still picture or a couple still pictures for people who have no idea what riding a horse looks like, and they're saying, yep, they're out there whipping them. And it's ridiculous. And so all they're doing is spreading division. And, you know, you even have Democrats coming out now saying the uh, the southern border is it it's wide open. People are just streaming in across it. And what are they doing with these people? You know, they're saying, well, we flew some back to Haiti. Uh, well, Haiti doesn't want them because they left 10 years ago. And these people don't want to go back there because they left 10 years ago. But now you're hearing some of them got sent to Tucson and some of them got sent to El Paso and some of them got sent to other towns. It's like they should not be allowed in the country. Not because they're black, but because you can't just show up and walk in and, you know, move about freely. You have to register. You have to or I don't know if you have to actually register, but there are steps to coming to this country. You can't just overwhelm the border, and that's what we've got. And now you've got infectious disease specialists saying, look, if you wanted to deliver a bioweapon into the country, this is a good way to do it. You know, overwhelm the border with 30, 40, 50,000 people, half of which may be infected with something, and start yep. putting them into population centers. Yep, and, and just a good way with the economy the way it is right now just to make it that much harder. Yeah. Social services, all that stuff's completely fucked up in this country right now. If you go downtown Minneapolis here, you see the the most amount of just bullshit 
people shitting and sleeping on the streets that I've ever seen in my life. Well, and it's no different in, big, crime in and, big cities. But it's like every it's it's getting worse and worse everywhere. And then you're gonna have this. You're gonna have be, these people come in, and what what can they do? What what are their what, what's the goal to have them come here? Is just be Democrat voters and get on the on the tit and vote Democrat to get more shit? Is that what that that's what that is? Because it's not like Kamala Harris was telling Cubans don't come, right? And Trump says, "Oh, I'm gonna come." I'm just, I'm <laughs> But the but but because Cubans tend to be Republican when they vote. Well, but think about how racist it is if that's the case. If they think we'll get more black and brown people in here and they'll vote for us, it's true though. Well, except right now you're seeing in uh, an even bigger rise in Latinos that are pro-Trump. Uh, yeah, there's there's more more Latinos still that would vote Democrat oh, by, abso- by and far by far but. absolutely but Trump got a bigger percentage of Latinos yeah, than they, any other president a- and it's growing yeah, I hope so I well know. no I mean it is the polls are taking show that stuff but and certainly the the votes against Trump probably outweigh him from Latinos four to one but I mean no Republican was getting ten to one at one point and it's just the racism of the left is astounding to me that, that nobody else on the left can pick this up. Well, I got another good example of that. But hang on. The one thing I wanted to say to finish all of this is I I get so tired of the left saying, look, they're whipping people, right? When everybody knows full well, it doesn't take a whole lot of research to figure this out, that the cartels are taking money to get people across, They're sending people in, I'm using air quotes here, family groups that aren't family groups. They're putting kids in with these groups. What's happening to these women? You know, there's kids being trapped by Biden's uh, administration's own count. They've lost track of 4,800 children in six months. Do you think those kids, maybe some of them might be getting trafficked? I'm thinking odds are good. Yeah. And the women who cross and get raped, the kids who are being dropped over the fence because we've seen it or just the i mean the heartbreaking videos of five-year-olds standing on the other side of the wall just screaming because they're there by themselves in the dark they don't yeah, speak they just found, like a toddler and a baby abandoned you see that <sighs> yeah i mean it's heartbreaking yeah. and so they're saying really they're chasing people down and whipping them first of all they aren't and second of all your policies are leading to the brutalization and exploitation of women and kids and you're pretending like it's not even happened. You're fucking evil people. Yeah, they're they're like stage magicians. They're distracting you with with this bullshit, this little sparkly thing over here, while they're really doing the serious shit over here. No, they're evil. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they know they know what they're doing. It's not just a, uh, it's not just uh you know pie in the sky or some you know just like blinded by ideology. No, it's a plan. It's and it a serves plan. it serves their ends. It yes. keeps them in power. So. You know, everybody probably's heard about Gabby Petito or Petito. I can't remember. Potato, Petito. I shouldn't make fun, but she was a van blogger. Yeah. Uh, appears that she was reported missing after a road trip with her fiance. She's found dead in Grand Teton National Park. Teton. Yeah, I always say Teton when I read it. <laughs> Teton National Park in Wyoming. Because you're a moron. So here's an article, uh, Freedom Wire by Ryan James. So. The heartbreaking news couldn't possibly be turned be turned political, right? Well, unfortunately, even, no. even the death of a young woman with no political connections whatsoever is now a political story. Oh, is this the Anna Navarro M- thing? MSNBC's Joy Reid is quickly rising up to the list of most despicable members of the news media, which is a difficult list to crack. But Reid deserves to be on the list of deplorable media personalities, especially after her latest bout of verbal puke. Or for her haircut alone. Yeah. Reed took uh, the occasion to turn the tragic de- death of Gabby Petito into a racial story. I'm not kidding. Reed played the race card when there's absolutely no justification for doing so. Um, didn't stop her from turning the story into an indictment of American racism. She claimed the people paying attention to the story were suffering from, quote, missing white girl syndrome, unquote. So here's a par partial transcript of what she said. So now it goes without saying that no family should ever have to endure that kind of pain. And the Petito family certainly deserves answers and justice. But the way this story has captivated the nation has many wondering, why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name, missing white woman syndrome. 
The term coined by late and great Gwen Ithil to describe the media... Eiffel. Eiffel. To describe the media and public fascination with missing white women like Lacey Peterson or Natalie Holloway while ignoring cases involving missing people of color. Well, you know what? How about this? How about we start talking about the black people that get killed in Chicago every weekend? Yeah, she won't do that. When you start talking about that shit, yeah, Joy, you could yeah. take, you could bring that up every day on your show. You could bring up uh, black people that were killed. Hey, Joy, how about you start talking in this block instead of talking about how racist white people are all the time? Why don't you start telling us about some missing black people? And I, I think there's been a thing about um, uh, Native American women getting trafficked and going missing, and you know, every time you hear a story about someone, some white blonde missing white girl. Um, someone will invariably say, "What about the native women that are?" Yeah, that's that's a problem. Why don't you make make your voice heard? Be be heard about it, if you want if you want that story out there. It it's it's not it's not just because uh it's not because of her race. It's because people are into the van blogging thing. The the road trip thing is like that was like the hot thing two months ago or three months ago where everybody was doing their little RV life blogs. And so it's interesting because people know that that's that's their uh, the point of reference that they're coming from, and that's why this is interesting to people, not because it was just some random white girl. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just tired of Joy Reid and her ilk. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you rather? Sure. I okay. I read this one, and I shouldn't, mm. because I'm going to say some stuff that's going to make some people really mad at me. Oh. Right. Would you rather follow good advice from your parents or the good book? <laughs> um, now, okay, they don't say good advice from your parents or good good advice from the good book? Oh, sorry. Follow advice from your parents or the good book? Uh, the good book doesn't give you advice. So, parents. Right? That's a safe answer. Okay. <laughs> What's your answer? That's the one that's not going to get you a lot of hate from conservative people. Okay. Um, I agree, but I will go much farther. Okay. Uh, I I self-identify as a, 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 not a model Christian. Okay. I'm a person who believes in God and all that stuff. Uh, But yet at the same time, I know the Bible was written about 250 years after Christ existed and all that stuff. All right. It's, for the most part, a parable. It's not a historical document. There's history in it. I mean, stuff we know actually happened, but there are no eyewitnesses in the Bible, you know? And so these people who talk about it like it's a historical document and we all came from two people and all that stuff, I'm just like, come on, you know? And and that's the frustration I have with people like Bill Maher is that he takes people who believe that that like the bible word for word it's from god's lips to your ears that you uh that he treats it like all christians believe like that so obviously you don't believe science if you've read the bible you you know what i mean yeah. he uses a caricature but most christians even the ones that are hardcore like that and the ones that that aren't it's they understand these stories in the bible are supposed to kind of give you give you an instruction on how to live your life. Do you think so? I mean, I I used to think that most Christians who read the Bible were like, yeah, I I get where you're going with this, but not like, no, there was Adam and Eve and that's how it was. And you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's not, that's not like the point of most sermons, most sermons that I've heard or been part of. uh, I I, never gave a sermon, but um, they're, they're not, they'll tell you, something from the Bible, they won't really weigh in on whether or not it was a strictly factual, but they'll tell you what it means and what, what it, how it relates to you today. Right. But I'm talking about a lot of the people who read it and believe it is strictly factual. I just don't, I don't really know many people like that. Yeah. I just, when I look at those people, I'm like, come on, really? Let me, let me put this in perspective that it, the United States has existed for less time than between Jesus existed and the Bible was written. Okay. And we can't even get American history straight. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm taking advice from my parents. Okay. Um, Charlie Brown or Snoopy as a pal. 
Snoopy. Yeah, Charlie Brown's a miserable downer. Snoopy's cool. Yeah. Uh, eat snow cones or popsicles? I'm telling you, this is a tough one. Snow cones. I, I don't know. All, so when you go to the... Where does shave ice the, fall in this? Is that I a, think that's is that like a whole a, different thing? No, shaved ice is close to a snow cone. I mean, because if you if you go to like a carnival or something and they give you the little cone and they put the ice in and they just drizzle all that syrup in there. Yeah. That's a snow cone. Yeah, but so are the ones you buy from like the ice cream truck that are like the frozen one and you chew them and they melt. And yeah, that's a little different. Yeah, I know. <sighs> snow cones are like shaved ice with, with flavor. I mean, it's shaved ice with flavoring. Yeah, and as much as I love them, I think I gotta go with popsicle because popsicles are bomb pops, and that's popsicle. You can get boozy popsicles. Get those at the liquor store. I don't know. I like me a good root beer popsicle. Shaved ice all the way. Yeah, I think you're wrong. Um, both good though. Both delicious. <laughs> uh. Would you rather get back wasted time or get back wasted energy? Don't they go hand in hand? No. If you waste your time, you're wasting your energy? No, I don't think so. I If all the time I've wasted, I'd like to get that back. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, Wasted energy? I don't know. I, I don't know how to quantify that. Wasted energy is like uh, you woke up on a Saturday intending to do a bunch of stuff, but you, you just... You didn't because you just weren't feeling it. That doesn't seem right to me. Wasted energy? Mm-hmm. Wasted energy seems like if you... All that time in furious masturbation. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There you go. <laughs> um, if you're... Wasted energy would be, would be like uh, thoroughly cleaning shit that doesn't need to be cleaned because you're... Because you should be doing something else. But that's also wasted time. You know, like you're wasting your energy doing that, but you're also wasting. So I think I think it's wasted energy is wasted time. I look at wasted time like playing eight hours of video games in a day. You know, but that saps energy too. I don't know. I don't think so. It's a dumb question. I wouldn't have asked that question. <laughs> no, you wouldn't have. <laughs> Be like, what the fuck does that mean? I'm just I'm following the letter here. Go, okay, one more. Uh, would you rather? Make the world have one currency or one language. I don't think there's any way to have one language. Um, I wouldn't do the. That's a dumb question. I wouldn't do the one currency because that's uh, that's just ushering in end times right there. So one language. Well, I just, I don't think there's any way to do one language. Uh, yeah. Because there'd be different regional dialects. Well, there and stuff. there, there kind of is like English, American English is a lot of places. Yeah. Uh, well, French is a lot of places. But even in American English, there's... Yeah. I mean, maybe you have different, like, dialects, but you still have, you know, you can still kind of under, understand each other. I think I think it'd be possible. Well, I remember reading, like, uh, a fourth grade reading assignment, and it showed three people uh, pointing at a, uh, a bag. And, and I say bag because that's the part of the country I'm from, like a grocery Not bag. Not a sack. Yeah. And the other, and it was like one goes, they all pictured the same thing, and one goes, "That's a bag, that's a sack," and the other one goes, "That's a poke." Oh, pig like, and a poke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that where that comes from? So I, I just think you'd run into that. Well, I, the whole currency thing is where the the one world order, new world order is coming. That, that's all uh, biblical there. I just, I don't. Oh God, you're back with that again. So we don't want, we don't want to go down that road because then, uh, then the end times come. I don't know why one currency would be a bad thing. Uh, because it's it's just a prelude to the one world government. I think it would usher in a lot of bartering, though. Which is probably not a bad thing. Yeah, bartering would be better. I think so too. Anyway, um, speaking of one world currency and one world order, did you hear what the French did? Uh, yeah, that's weird. What's weird? I don't know. The French in general. <laughs> this is a terrible segue. <laughs> but uh, if I picture a one world order, I picture it run by people who like, who think like the French people. I don't know. Who are the you French know? people even anymore? I saw a video of uh, the French kind of pushing back against uh, riot police over the, mm-hmm. over the, um, the mandates and, and um, lockdowns. And you go, oh, this is good. They're pushing back. And then you realize none of these people are like French people. 
like Pakistanis. <laughs> well, I did think it was awesome that uh, they had a bunch of French university professors talking about how this American wokeism is going to ruin French culture. Yeah. You know, they're kind of schizophrenic over there. That's well, weird. that's what I mean. That's if they were running the world, I would be it would be like a lot of people who think they know stuff and would try and do things that would be better for people. But in the end, they don't have any clue and they'd fuck it all up. Yeah, that's France. So they got rid of their sort of like over here. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And the reason being, and I don't know this whole story, but so Australia um, is buying some nuclear powered submarines from us, not nuclear capable, like launching nukes, uh, nuclear powered submarines from us. And there's so much of this story that it's just, there's so much going on here. So China's pissed. Because now someone in their back door has a nuclear-powered submarine. And Joe Biden's going, no, no, no. They're just nuclear-powered. They're not nuclear no. missiles. Well, they're not weaponized. If China said that and they were doing it, we fucking trust them? No. So I don't know why he thinks China's going to trust him. Okay? So, uh, but France is mad because France basically had a deal to build these with them. And we swooped in with England and we're like, no, we're doing this together. Which, as a capitalist, I think, hey, if we build a better nuclear submarine and Australia wants to buy those, too bad, France. At the same time, France is our second oldest ally after the British. We had to have known about this. Wait, they're the first oldest ally. Didn't they help us beat that British? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're our first oldest well, ally. Well, but I mean, we sort of came from England, so I don't know. I mean... I'd say the French were our first allies. Six of one, half of the other. They didn't help us that much, though. No. They really didn't do much. They sent one guy who showed us how to drill troops, and then they they showed up with some ships and said, we're not going to do this, are we? Mm -hmm. And the British went, ah, fuck. You know, that was was about it. Anyway, they never really... I don't think the French ever fired a shot. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) They didn't uh, didn't fire one in in World War II to defend themselves either, so you know, it's kind of their thing, but Anyway, uh, um, so uh, my point is, even if you had a, you knew this was, you probably knew this was happening. I mean, Australia probably knew it was, um, they obviously knew it was happening. I'm thinking the United States and England did too. And they sort of swooped in anyway, which is kind of a dick move. You know, if Australia came out and said, hey, I want to buy some nuclear submarines. We went, hey, here's ours. And France said, there's theirs. You know, and they went, eh. Screw you, France. We like America's better because they're awesome. That's different. But that's the way Jen Psaki was posing it. Mm. She goes, look, we build better submarines. You can't blame them, can you? So the French went, fuck you. And they, their ambassador has left the United States. You're having a lot of firsts in this administration. That's just not a good thing. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, didn't the... But here's the other thing. British uh, prime, the British... Um, didn't they condemn for the first time that the the British uh, I can't remember what they're called the their prime minister not the prime minister but the their house oh parliament parliament sorry the parliament condemned our president Biden and it's the first time it's ever yeah happened. for his pullout in yeah. Afghanistan because the way the way that was handled and how they weren't clued in and that's never happened before I so there's I, a lot of firsts in this administration I guarantee you Jericho Green has made a pullout joke on that whole thing and i haven't heard it yet i gotta go check for that uh because his stuff is classic um but the other thing is aren't nuclear submarines supposed to be bad because isn't nuclear energy supposed to be bad like we could switch to nuclear energy and kill off half of this climate change bullshit that they're talking about coal plants and all that stuff but we won't do it because you know you're killing the planet with that too but wait we can have our nuclear powered subs so we can't have nuclear plants because those are bad. But we have a nuclear-powered sub. Yeah, it's that's underwater. Okay. Nobody cares about yeah, underwater. Yeah, fuck that. You know, who cares? Yeah. I We're just, just going to create Godzilla. I, between, between the border crisis blowing up with these Haitians walking across, the French embassy leaving, and uh, everything else that's fucking falling apart in this guy... You know, I mean, last time we talked, he was talking about how he doesn't mention the uh, stock market, but he did, you know, three days before that. Well, that took a shit this week, too. So, I mean, this guy is, I mean, even Hannity, for the short amount of time I can listen to him, said, he goes, 
I figured it was going to be bad. Anything can be bad, this bad this fast. Yeah, I don't think anybody did. No. And the thing is, I, I, I'm I'm pretty low energy tonight because we're we're recording this pretty late. But during the day, when I'm calling and talking to you or talking to somebody else, I talk to a sparrowhawk or whatever. I'm fucking foaming at the mouth. I'm ranting, and uh, I, I can't. I kind of get spent by the time it's time to record. So I'm like, people probably sound like he doesn't sound too upset about this. Believe me, I am. <laughs> You know what we got to start doing? I got to go on uh, one of your delivery things with you, and we'll just record it there in your van. There we go. I'm on my drive. <laughs> Fucking screaming. Oh, God. I just I just yell at the yeah, veins bulging. Yeah, so. trust me. I hear it. Yep. So. Yep. So. This is you on about three. Yeah. That's about 10. Yep. So. so. All right. We're running against time here. And you're tired. Yeah, I am. I'm like wiped out for some reason. So, see, you would want some of that wasted energy back. You're right. Yeah. I did waste a lot of energy tonight before getting on the podcast. Uh, but if you want to get in contact with us, uh, email. It's rooster at com or crow at com. But the best way to get a hold of us and interact with us uh, and our content is on our Facebook page, Bread and Circuses Podcast. See you. Bye.